Well, that was fun. Minnesota Wild fall 8-3 to three to the Dallas Stars here at the Excel Energy Center. Let's talk it out on today's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Minnesota on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? 8-3. Uh, to three. The Dallas Stars pick up the win over the Minnesota Wild here to finish their pre-Sweden trip uh, with a record of 5-8-2 and two on the season. And uh, where do you want to start? Let's, let's go to before the game. Peter DeBoer talking uh, about what was going to happen in this one. He said, we know the Wild are going to try to be physical, and so if they uh, end up taking penalties, we're going to make them pay on the power play. Five of eight. On the power play, two shorthanded goals. Um, the five power play goals allowed is a franchise record. The eight goals allowed here at XL Energy Center is the most, tied for the most, that uh, the Wild have ever given up in a game at home. And uh, it was uh, it was something. I mean, it just looks like large portions of this team really don't know what is going on out there on the ice. Don't really seem like they care what's going on out on the ice. And uh, it leads to what we're hoping is rock bottom so far this season. Um, Because honestly, I don't see how it can get any worse, but we're 15 games into the season and we see the same things continue to happen. Just put them on a wheel and spin to see what's going to be the thing that does the wild in on any given night, whether it be the penalty kill, whether it be defensive breakdowns, goalie lapses, inability on offense to generate chances. It's just the same things night in and night out. And tonight, a slow start. Dallas goes on the penalty or on the, the power play a minute in and scores. They score again on a shorthanded goal. The wilds get one back to make it two to one, but then Dallas scores again. The Wild thankfully did answer with a minute left in the period, and it's 3-2 after one. Dallas scores again in the second to make it 4-2. to two. It just, everything just compounds every game, and you just look up and you, you see that it's 8-3 to three at the end, and things were supposed to, things were supposed to tighten up. With uh, with Jared Spurgeon coming back, that was supposed to help fix a lot of these issues, and they're still here. And so, at this point in the season, I threw out after the uh, the game against the Buffalo Sabers: Are the Wild unlucky or bad? Take your pick. I would I would be happy with it being a situation of just being unlucky at this point, but it's just. It, it is a lot of different things that are leading to just uh, a situation in which they just look like they are so far away from some of these teams. We expect that Dallas is going to be a, a, a playoff team at the end of the season. The, they look leagues above what uh, the Wild are at currently at this point. And now there was a uh, long closed-door session after the game tonight um, and then some of the things that uh, that Dean Evison said, um, I thought was was interesting after the game. He uh, he called out the guys that are just not giving enough 
pretty bluntly in the uh, the post game here in this one tonight, and I, I think we know who those guys are because I actually tried to tally the number of times Kirill Kaprizov turned the puck over tonight, and I got so frustrated with it that I just stopped counting. Um, and it's it's turnovers in the defensive zone, it's turnovers in the offensive zone. It's it's not he he is an equal opportunity turnover machine at this point in the season, and it just leads to just these great chances for the Dallas Stars. Um, and say what you will about the uh, the overall numbers of uh, of giving up eight goals, but the Wild absolutely hung Mark Andre Fleury out to dry in this one here tonight, you, you can't, you can't just continue to parade to the penalty box and expect that your goalie is going to be able to bail you out with the worst penalty kill in the league by far. Um, you, you just, you can't expect that it's just going to magically change. And so if you're not going to be able to change what's going on in the penalty kill, you have to stop taking penalties I mean, at some point, you just have to look at what is causing your penalty kill to be exposed as much as it is. And if we know anything about this team over the last couple of years, stopping taking penalties is just not something that's going to work. And so we're at this point in the season, 15 games in, which is essentially 20% into the season. And for the it'll get better crowd, at what point do you look at what we have seen and say, you know what, maybe it won't. Because you're 20% into the season. The schedule is going to be filled more and more as we go with Central Division opponents. Teams like Colorado. Teams like Dallas. You still have a ton of the Western Conference you haven't played yet. You haven't played the Vegas Golden Knights yet. I mean, I love to be somebody that rides on the, uh, the train of optimism in trying to just say, hey, let's let's dial it back and just kind of see how things play out. But at some point, it just you are just continuing to repeat the same things on a nightly basis. And so there is a lot of, I think, just bewilderment at what is going on with this team. And Jared Spurgeon after the game was pretty tense um, in his interview with Kevin Gorg in that this team needs to take a long look in the mirror um, if they're going to get this back on track and if they're going to be able to uh, figure this out. And, you know, even if they do, if you have the other end of the coin where they wouldn't be able to, um, that looks frightening as well because then all of a sudden, you know, you're having to deal with some real tough questions as to how you're going to fix this going into the offseason into next year because it's going to be essentially the same group of players that will be trying to just not do what they did um, this year and so it's just it's it's frustrating beyond belief to uh, to continue to see what's going on here, and you know, you you could have you could have thrown a pin from the press box to the ice at XL Energy Center and heard it drop, because you're just giving no reason for these fans to to get loud and excited, because you fall behind by multiple go- goals early on, and you turn it into an af- absolute laugher by the time you get to the third period, and so this 
hopefully will be kind of the the absolute last stop for these types of things to happen. But again, you can say all you want about going to get back on track, going to figure this stuff all out. But at some point, that's just what this team is. And so from what we've seen these first 15 games, it's been a lot of defensive breakdowns, penalties, inability on special teams to make an impact, inability to stop power plays on the penalty kill. And so at some point, that's just that's just kind of what you are. And, you know, it was interesting, too, in listening to to Dean Evison after the game. He he had um, plenty to say about players not doing what they need to do. And he's right um, on the penalty kill, saying that there are players that are in position to make plays, but just simply not making plays to stop these goals from coming. And so, yes, there could be looking at that there just is is a lost message coming from the top. But at the end of the day, this team just needs so much more from those top-end guys. They need so much more uh, from guys like Kirill Kaprizov, guys like Matt Boldy. They need so much more from those guys than what they're getting. And if you don't get that from those guys that you're expecting to be your leaders, that you're expecting to drive play for you, there's not a lot you can do as a head coach. Dean said after the game, too, that you know you look at the bottom six, and they're doing a lot of really good things. But those are the guys that kind of feel like they're playing every game as if it could potentially be their last. And so you're getting that edge. You're getting that urgency from them that if I don't play well on this shift, I'm going to end up getting sent down to Iowa or I'm going to be end up um, being put somewhere else on this team or, or not playing. There just is a lot of comfortability, I think, in the top six, that those guys don't have to worry about whether their performance is going to knock them off the roster. And so if you don't get better performances from those guys, this stuff is just going to continue. I'm this, this is a situation that we, I think are seeing teeter on the brink. And this is the type of performance that the team either will rally from or that then this becomes the exception. This becomes what you expect to happen on a nightly basis. So I, I am struggling with the words to uh, come up with what, what this team continues to do and what we continue to see on a nightly basis, because, you know, at, at some point you just feel like you're in a time loop. And that's, I think kind of where we feel like we are with this Minnesota wild team. Um, I, I think I'm going to let my, stammering around trying to figure out things to say come to an end and so we'll move to listener comments because it looks like you guys have a much better hand on what is uh, going on um, than I do and so I'm just going to uh, I'm going to go to the comments coming up next and we'll see if we can't uh, at least try to figure out a little better hold as to what's going on Uh, Minnesota Wilds get laughed off the ice eight to three at the hands of the Dallas stars. We'll continue tonight's lockdown wild postcast after this.
Today's Lockdown Wild postcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion and drive and patience. What bring home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Today's Lockdown Wild postcast also brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities, whether it's a Minnesota Wild opponent scoring three or four goals, the team they play give, scoring eights, or the Vegas Golden Knights hoisting a second straight Stanley Cup. You could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether stud players like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon will record one or more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. All it takes is 60 seconds, and you can fill out your NHL lineup, you can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, or college football on Sleeper, too. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. The Minnesota Wild fall by a score of 8-3. to three. And uh, let's take a look at your comments as to what we saw in uh, this one here tonight. We will start with Mike. Penalties killed the Wild in just all-around flat effort tonight. The boys were already in Sweden, I guess. I, I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to say that they weren't kind of looking ahead in this one because slow start, give up a goal in the first 60 seconds, give up eight on the night. At some point... You know, you have to just, I, I don't know. At some point, you just have to, I guess, show some pride in what's going on on the ice because at this point, it just looks like a team that's kind of content with this stuff happening. And so, yes, uh, it does look like they were kind of looking forward to this Sweden trip already. And um, you can't have that. You can't have that against anybody, let alone the Dallas Stars. Um, also, from... Uh, Another Mike, absolute train wreck here tonight. Yeah, could not agree more. Jeremy should have just hung Flurry's jersey in the net and told the boys good luck in the third. Absolutely horrendous play in front of Flurry. And this is a good point too. You you can't you can't just not show up and expect that your goalie is going to uh, be able to take care of everything. Don't worry, guys. I I got this one. I'll just I'll just make all the saves and we can uh, kind of slow skate our way to a 2-0 win. This team is not 
capable of playing that way. And so on nights like tonight against teams that have a ton of speed and a ton of skill, you're going to see lopsided results because the Dallas Stars, and I think the most frustrating thing about this, Dallas played last night. They were playing in the second game of a back-to-back, and they looked like they hadn't played in a week. They had that much jump compared to what the Minnesota Wild had on the ice. And so I think that's one of the more frustrating parts about this is we continue to see it because we saw it against Columbus earlier this year of all teams where they come in on the second night of a back-to-back themselves and they have 54 shots on net in regulation and barely overtime and they end up coming away with a win. There just is no reason that you should just show up to a game and expect that you're going to be able to um, come away with a win. Jeremy also adding, bet the Heartlanders would have beaten this team playing like that tonight. I I can't disagree. Um, Brian, I'm just hoping after the uh, the cap hits that we can put a good team together. Still baffled a bit from the Felino and Hartman deals, unless guys like Walker aren't ready. The flip side to that is that we're really not going to know because there are only a handful of spots on this team that are open for potential call-ups to play. And look, let's let's take one bright spot from this game tonight. I thought Vinny Letary played well, and he continues to be a guy who I think is impressed in a bottom six role. But, I mean, you could go up and down the list of guys beyond that that did not show up in this one tonight, and I wouldn't fault you for picking anybody. And so it just, you know, there's no like, okay, we can influx such and such player to add a little youth and a little speed because of the 12 spots forward wise, you have essentially 10 or 11 that are filled beyond this season. And so unless there's some major shakeup, it's pretty much these guys that are going to be the ones that fight their way out of it. And I think we've seen so far this year, the type of, um, the type of jump that guys like Marco Rossi and Brock Faber can provide. You're just not seeing that from other guys on this roster. And there needs to be so much more than, uh, than what we're seeing. Um, Shark boy, Ben Kirill has never played worse than he has now. And Boldy has been awful as well. Yeah. Dean, uh, Dean called out all the guys, not necessarily by name, but called out the guys at the top. He said our bottom six is doing pretty much what we had hoped that they would be able to do, but the top six is not anywhere close to uh, to what they need to be doing um, because the, the just the turnovers, the shots that are not even anywhere close to the net, like there are major problems with that uh, that top group, and it's not something that's just gonna just snap a switch and it'll all of a sudden fix itself. These are things that, you know, you just have to take long looks in the mirror to um, to try to get out of. And I I don't know. Um, it Honestly, like seeing a performance like tonight, you just, as you can all tell, usually I have a pretty good handle as to what to say. Um, I I'm kind of I'm kind of running out of things the more we see these types of performances. Quadrum, you think we're trying to tank without BG officially saying so? No. I'm I'm going to put this here right now because it has been said from all the way up to the top, there will not be a situation for this team in which tanking is involved. And so while the thought is a novel one, 
it's not something that this franchise is going to do. Craig Leopold has been adamant that he is not in any situation in which this team is going to tank to try to get higher draft picks. Tank is not a word that exists in the vocabulary of this franchise. And so I understand people wanting to see a step back to allow for some younger players to come in and to try to get draft picks. I'm just trying to be realistic here. It's not something that is going to happen. Not intentionally. So it's it's not something that I think is going to be entertained in the slightest with this team. Um, let's look at some of the other comments here. Um, let's go back to Sharkboy Ben. Kirill isn't working hard enough. He just looks slow out there. Must have really torn his groin good last year, and he just hasn't looked the same since. I mean, it's it's a valid point. He just has not looked like the same guy, and whether it's um, whether it be him just not looking right or just having no speed to his game whatsoever, it's clear that something is going on for this team, um, for Kaprizov. And I don't know if it's the pressure of being an alternate captain or what is going on, but it's just he is a shell of what he has been over the last few years, and that's part of the reason that this team just continues to be in the rough start that they're in is because they need to have him be at the top of his game to help this team out, and he just is not doing that right now. So I I don't know what the answer is in that situation, but it's something, and it's concerning to say the least um, for this team. Let's uh, Let's talk about the potential for a uh, new coach because we just saw what happened with the Edmonton Oilers. Jay Woodcroft was fired as the Oilers started off three, nine and one. And if you're the wild, you're not far off from that pace, five, eight and two and uh, expectations, maybe not Stanley cup final level as they were with the Oilers, but it's the same things on a nightly basis. It's the special teams, not going well. It's slow starts. It's it, those are the two most constant things that have happened so far this season for the Minnesota Wild. And if you don't show up ready to play, a lot of times that is because you know the the coaching staff hasn't put them in a position to do so. But I think I think Dean said some pretty refreshing things after this one tonight in pointing the blame at those guys at the top and. So I, I see both sides of the coin there is that, you know, I tweeted it out after the game. A performance like this in front of the home fans is one that you kind of hope that uh, maybe leads to some type of change. But um, Dean's also right on in that those top guys not producing. What are you supposed to do? Like, well, you have the lineup that you have. You don't have a ton of opportunity to uh, to change things up at all. And so... There just isn't a lot that you can do with what you have on the ice. And I think that's where the frustration comes in as well, is that we see the line combinations go back to where they were because, well, it worked before. And so let's just see if it works again. Um, I think that's a problem, too, is that there just is too much rigidity with what's going on and not enough trying to trying things out. We saw um, we saw Boldy, Rossi, and Kaprizov look good for a couple of games, and then as Kaprizov continued to struggle, 
reverted right back to Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and Hartman. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answers because it just seems like things are continuing to continuing to trend in the uh, same. It's continuing to trend the same way every game that uh, that we see. And so I just, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we do about uh, what has been seen. Do you think the Wilds' goaltending uncertainty may force Wallstead to be called up this season? I don't. Um, I don't know if you do you want a rookie coming in and trying to fix all of this, or do you want to see Wallstead be the one to give up seven goals in a game? I don't. I would rather he just leave. I would rather he just be left alone, honestly, because what is you're not going to save what is going on this season. And so if it would be that you can just let him do his thing as opposed to having to put pressure on a 21-year-old goalie to come up and make all the saves that your goalies aren't making because of the shots that your defense is allowing, because of the turnovers that your offense is committing, it's too much pressure. I I don't want to I don't want to commit that to Jesper Volstead at this point. You have a you stand a better chance of him being broken than you do him saving what's going on. And so I say just leave him in Iowa. Honestly, at this point, I don't want to break that confidence before he even has a chance to get going here. And I know at some point he's going to need to get starts in the NHL, but I, I, I don't do that now if it's me. I know he'll make the trip with the team to Sweden, uh, but at this point, you know, unless there's an injury to Gus or Fleury, he's not going to play. And so I would just keep it that way. Um, th- there, is, there is, for Wallstead, there is more to be made about him going forward than there is this season, if that makes sense. So I don't know. Um, again, I just, I really just do not have a ton to add to what we saw here tonight. Um, I, I thought the performance was embarrassing and I think you're seeing players that are frustrated as to um, what's going on. I, I think you could make a great argument that a change needs to be made, but again, that's going to have to come. That's going to have to come from the GM or from above him. And I don't get the sense that that is going to be what happens at this point. Now, if things get worse and continue to spiral downhill, maybe, but the first step in solving a problem is admitting there is one. And I don't think we're at that point yet. So I I think we're going to continue to get what we have seen so far, which is frustrating because, you know, you just continue to essentially give games away with slow starts. But again, the common refrain that I'll say is the first step in solving a problem is admitting there is one. So at this point, the hope is that time off, and a trip to Sweden. It sounds like there's going to be a rigorous practice tomorrow before the plane ride. At this point, all you can hope for is that a long trip, a long plane ride, 
can help kind of get this team out of what is going on. But as I'll continue to say, at some points, you are what you are. Or 20% of the way into the season. After the Sweden games, we'll be a quarter of the way in. And so at some point, you just are what you are. That's about all I got for tonight. Um, Just an incredibly frustrating game here tonight. And uh, I wish I had more answers, but I I don't. I really don't as to uh, what's going on with this team. So I'm going to take the – I'm going to get some sleep. We'll talk with uh, Alex Micheletti for tomorrow's episode. We'll see what he has to say about what's going on. Um, Common theme being used on social media tonight is rock bottom. So we'll see. But uh, again, appreciate everybody hopping in here tonight. Uh, Looks like we had a new career high in terms of uh, consecutive listeners that we're tuning into the uh, postcast here tonight. Apologize that I didn't get to everybody's comments here, but thank you to Todd, Trav, Denny, 77 Racing, Dustin, Mike, Michael, Will, uh, plenty of guys that uh, that hopped in and uh, make these Lockdown Wild postcasts as successful as they are. Uh, again, a reminder that uh, we will be having live streams during both of the Sweden games um, coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll have more details on that coming up here throughout the week. So uh, thank you for everybody hopping in here tonight. And... Um, taking this one in uh, after yet another listless loss to the uh, Dallas Stars. Make sure you follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. We have content coming at you every single day, and uh, we will continue to do so come uh, hell or high water here the uh, the rest of the season. So uh, tune in with us, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side with a brand new episode coming your way tomorrow morning. You can find new content every single Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.